Do you want me to give you a hint? Yeah, like I do. I do. Because I'll try and guess it at the same time as you say you're, it. You're gonna, you're gonna get it right away after the hint. I oh wait, or should I go for, should I go for this one? Um. <laughs> so yeah, I started writing it, and mm-hmm. <laughs> it was my memoir. But now it's just my first book. <laughs> One, two, three. Manic. Jumpscare. Hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. And And welcome back to Manic Pixie Jumpscare, a podcast where we talk openly about our shared delusions, passions, and and love love for for each each other. other. Yeah. Oh my God. Taking us to church there, Becca. Quinn. Wait. Wait, Quinn. Wait. Did you hear... This is our third episode. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since the people have last heard, well. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Well, since we last heard, the people are enjoying Mm. what we put out of MPJ, which is so incredible to hear. And the fact that we put it out, it feels a little bit surreal. But we're really glad yeah, to have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you feeling since the drop, the launch, if you will? Oh my goodness, it's been such an interesting experience. I think, first of all, like you assume since everybody does podcasts that they must be like easy to do, and like the recording part, super easy. Sitting down, talking with my bestie Becca, something that comes naturally to me. Of course. However. Some of, like, the technological rigmarole. It was all, like, beautiful work. I'm happy it all happened. But, like, there were points where I was like, I, I don't know if we're going to get this girl off the ground. Because, of course, we heard our lovely theme music. Um, we are on a bunch of different platforms, which I'm super proud of. Um, that was something that was always important to Becca and I when starting this process. Um... And so, yeah, there's just a lot of work that goes into it. And um, Becca and I are a completely independent podcast production right now. We are um, so willing to sell out in the future. It's not funny. So willing. Um, Um, I'm actually blowing up, like, TMG's phone. Like, hit my line. We're sending them the exclusive content. (laughs) We're sending them everything. Feet Um, photos, everything. But, yeah, it's just, like... (laughs) (laughs) um but it's just like it's a lot of work it's like it's like everything you see on the podcast becca and i have done ourselves um and uh but now i'm hoping it uh i was talking to becca about this the other day because launch day was a little bit stressful because well we were originally gonna launch um on friday may 27th i want to say whatever that last friday was in may we were originally gonna launch then but we didn't have our theme song ready yet and we didn't want to put out like an incomplete product or anything like that Mm -hmm. um and so then we kind of changed course and did like our little double premiere type thing um 
And so, yeah, and then it got to, like, the actual day and our RSS feed, which is basically the thing that, like, sends our podcast out to everything, was, like, a miss. And so, um, yeah, it was a little bit of a little bit of a stressful day. Um, and Becca texting me being like, hey, you need anything? <laughs> Checking in. No, because uh, you're like, this is more difficult than I thought, but also I'm like not for me <laughs> like <laughs> quinn is really the muscle behind this and is oh like the editor and the genius i would say <laughs> so um yeah it's not been as difficult for me as you yeah but i'm um, always here to help <laughs> yeah of course and i know that but it's just like it's just like i have a thing where and it, it was it was a good sign ultimately because i haven't felt like passionate or creatively fulfilled by something as much as I feel by this podcast in a long time and like Mm -hmm. when I get into that space I can truly just like keep going yeah like that like our our second episode um to peel back the curtain a little bit um we recorded almost like two hours of footage for that episode there's going to be an exclusive from that episode um Mm -hmm. that we'll kind of put out that was like cut for time type things we didn't want the episode to be too too long um but, um, yeah, and so I was, I was just, like, there was a one day last week where I, like, went to a coffee shop, and I was just, like, editing the entire podcast. We'd have the theme songs by that point, so I had to go back into the first episode, which I had already edited, and, like, put everything back in, and then, like, figuring out the fades and all that kind of stuff, because I was getting a little fancy with the editing at some points. Um, but, yeah, it was all super fun and super fulfilling, and so I'm really happy. Um... And so, yeah, Becca, has any, like, particular response to the podcast surprised you um, or anything else special you think about the launch? I mean, so that's a great, that's a great question. What I have, so I always expected a really positive response, but what I've received is even more positive than I could have ever imagined. And I feel like people are, like, reaching out to tell me how much they like it. And that makes me so happy. Like people who have never even heard of you, Quinn, are already obsessed with you. And I'm not surprised really? by that at all. Oh, of course. Oh my of gosh. Because I, yeah. like I have, not to call out on my friends, because I'm sure they're like busy people leading busy lives, but mm-hmm. I haven't heard like as much like of my friend response. My family, my parents in particular, have been listening to the podcast, which is something that scares me quite a bit. Yeah. Um, that is scary. <laughs> But have they liked it so far? Yes. My mother left me a message on my phone um, on launch day being like, I listened to it. And you know, I wouldn't say so if I didn't, um, because my mother, while being my biggest fan, is also one of my harshest critics. Mm -hmm. Um, And so (laughs) she was like, you know, I wouldn't say it if I didn't like it, but I really liked it. Um, I don't know how she felt about episode two when I did say cock on the pod. Um... And but now I haven't been able to talk three. to her about that. <laughs> I've not, not talked to her about all that yet. Um, but yeah, also something funny about my mom listening to the podcast is I was like, I was being a little crazy on Friday, and I was like, even though I had probably heard the whole episode 
through at least twice that first episode i like still listened to it on spotify because i was like hmm what is this giving like what is like the listening experience the like user experience. did everything transfer over kind of well mm-hmm. um and then like my phone like my spotify was being weird and i was like what is going on and i was like this isn't like a problem with our podcast in particular right like it's not like bugged like anything like that and then i think it is that my mom has access to my Spotify account. And so since I sent her a Spotify link, she was listening on my account. So it always it kept saying, like, playing from iPhone. And I was like, no, you're literally not. Or it kept, <laughs> like, lying. going back to weird parts. Like, and I was like, what is going on? Like, there's, like, a phantom in my phone. Um, but oh, no. I think it was just my mother trying to support me. Um, and so, yeah. I will say my mom also listened to some of the first episode. And she was like, I appreciated the mention. And then she goes, but I was confused when you said we had a complicated relationship. I was like, oh, we don't got time to talk about all that, girl. Cut for time. I was like, oh, we, I don't know. (laughs) She's like, I thought it was funny. But yeah, so. Yeah, no, your mom is a star of the MPJ Cinematic Universe. Already. And I can't wait to do an episode just about her. Oh my god, the podcast is coming. You better believe it. It's gonna be scary. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but Becca, have you been up to anything else kind of fun, funky, and or fresh since we've last recorded? Um, so not really. I'm actually been kind of I don't know, in a funk you could call it. Mm-hmm. Um I go back to work tomorrow at Starbucks serving time, serving <laughs> sweat and tears and blood everything it's giving yes it's giving it's giving um and i don't know i feel like i'm kind of in like a limbo of a of a mm. place like i feel like i'm stressed out but i'm also like not i also feel like i'm not doing enough so mm-hmm. i don't know i am going to try and refocus my time on my joy and doing things that strictly makes me like happy and really like analyzing Uh, what i enjoy but yeah yeah so that's been my deal but quinn i must say something that happened to you recently brought me a lot of joy would you would you care to tell us (laughs) yes but before i get into that i just want to i just want to validate my friend becca oh thank Um, you i was I was feeling kind of the same way because I came back to Pittsburgh recently, but I was feeling very much the same way at home. Like, I was kind of bored. I was mm-hmm. just like, okay, so what's going on now? Um, and so, yeah, it is also, I find it, we talked about us graduating in our first episode, and it is truly, like, an interesting experience to be like, okay, well, now that, like, because I know, I feel like I came from a background where it was, like, kind of always expected that I would go to college, um... And that was kind of always the path I was going to take. And I think that ultimately was the right path for me. Like, I'm not saying I, like, regret anything about it. But (laughs) it's just now it's the first time in my life where I truly have, like, agency to decide, like, yeah, this is what I do next. This is what brings me joy. This is what I want to do. And that can be a scary thing. It's crazy. It truly is. And... (laughs) I am hearing some of that from my friend Becca. And so just wanted to recognize that. If anybody else, we know a lot of other recent graduates. Um, and so I'm sure there are other people feeling that in yeah. many different ways. Um, and so yeah. we are allies. <laughs> in the fight. United. 
Speaking of allies, United. Becca, do you want to comment on your headwear? Oh my god, yeah. So I'm wearing my little pride. Speaking of allies, yeah. Yeah. as an ally, I am so excited <laughs> to represent these dollar section um, rainbows to say. They're very cute. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I like how they bubble. But, um, it gives that one episode pride. of Spongebob. What was it? Imagination. Oh, no. No, not even. But it was the when one, they had like the... Yeah. It was. And I feel like they were creatures of the future, which I do identify with. <laughs> I can like, see it in my head, but like, like if, like if my head, when they make the technology, like draw things in my head, there's a perfect picture of it, but <laughs> um, I don't have the words. Yeah, um, it's it, irrescribable. So yeah, but it is it is LGBT Pride Month, which we will I at least will be getting into. Mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit later in the podcast but before that um all the way back in may if you can believe it or not wow. um almost two weeks ago now um i was able to attend the club paradise tour in philadelphia um and so if you don't know what club paradise is it's um uh the music artist slater's most recent tour she released an album last year called troubled paradise Beck and i are both fans of slater's work Big fan. Um, I would just say I'm like. Oh, I'm a big fan. I I would say I'm a pretty big fan too. I'm not like you know standing. It wasn't like the biggest thing in my life ever, but mm-hmm. it was a really fun show. Um, and me and my friends bought the tickets like a year ago, and I remember them being like a lot cheaper. Maybe it's because we're like throttling into like a recession right now. Yeah. Um. But, like, I remember being like, oh, these tickets are cheap. And then I went back and looked, and I was like, mm, if I had to buy these tickets now, I'm not sure I would be shelling out this amount of money on them. Can you type in the chat to me how much they were? <laughs> yes, I will. If you don't mind. Um, oh, no. Oh, I turned off my camera by accident there. Okay. So, a little oh, fun no. Easter egg for my... Oh, no. Um, for... Uh, visual listeners. <laughs> yes. I'm going to type it. I'm not going to talk while I do this because my, I'm afraid my mic will pick it up. It was somewhere, it was like somewhere in the neighborhood of this number. It was like a little bit more change. Oh, okay. Okay. But for like VIP tickets, like, um, and so basically I bought a VIP ticket package and that included a meet and greet with Miss Slater herself. And me and my friend were both just like, okay, why not? You know, let's just, let's just do it. Yeah. And so we get to the venue and, um, there was like a smaller kind of line outside. We got there pretty early. So we weren't even like that far back in line. And so we go in, we get checked in and stuff, and then we wait in line to meet her. And so something we didn't cover in the first two episodes is Becca's a, a pop star is a recording artist. Yeah. So everyone, open your Spotify's, open yeah. your Apple Music's, and type in mm. Coochie, and a song by Bex Gloss will come up. And mm-hmm. it's produced by Nan, who also yeah. produced our theme song, famously. The only other person mentioned our edit at our end credits. Yeah, and one of the only people who has the illustrious M P. J follow on Instagram. <laughs> I can barely say those letters. Okay. Um, but yeah, I am a pop star and it's something that's like, I don't know, just a little part of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not overwhelming. 
No, 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 no. But it is there. Because you, you do so much. You're podcast, podcast host, pop star, director, um, barista, actor, <laughs> actor signed to an agency, brag, barista. Oh, OMG. <laughs> <laughs> um, unemployed yet still unemployed <laughs> crazy you know um but it's yeah. a lot so anyway becca is becca released this song a couple months ago it was the talk of the town in our friend group and beyond um we <laughs> play it say. at everything yeah i've showed so many people who don't know becca coochie and i'm like guys listen to this yeah um and <laughs> one of those people is now Slater. And so this is where kind of not being a huge, not a, I won't say I'm not a huge fan, but like, like I love Slater. I love her music, but I'm just not like, you know, she's just somebody who's kind of in like the atmosphere and not somebody who I'm like dying. You're not, yeah. You're not obsessed. Um, And so I didn't care about being like annoying and being like, Hey, can I just play you my friend's song real quick? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I was like, okay. So I literally can't um, believe it. So we like walk up, they, like, take your phone right away because they're, like, taking pictures of us. And so I, like, give her a hug. She's dressed in... She has sunglasses. She was wearing sunglasses, like, the whole time. And then she has a black t-shirt on that says, Tits for Brains in white lettering, which I enjoy personally. Yeah. I want one myself now. (laughs) Um, And then I believe she was wearing, like, a leather, like, mini skirt. And then maybe some, like fishnets and then like maybe combat boots yeah um and so yeah so we're waiting in line and then i get up they're like taking pictures of us i'm talking to her um and we like take the picture first basically and i forget i must have said something to her before but then her like handler whoever gives me my phone back and i go okay omg not to be annoying but can I please play you my friend's song? And she was like, oh my goodness, of course. Super nice about it. And so I had already, like, loaded it to, um... I'm literally blushing like, right now. The, like, I'm blushing I already had loaded this. it to the, to the second verse because I was like, I think that's, you know, an impactful part of the song. Oh, wow. And okay. um, the second pre-chorus is where you say, Coochie Doja, Coochie Ice Coffee, I'm pretty sure. And so... Coochie really Doja, want... Coochie Kitty. And then, yeah. Coochie Addicting, Coochie I... Ice Coffee. Yeah, I knew I wanted Coochie yeah, yeah. Doja in there. And so yeah. I made sure it was on the right part of the song. And so I start to play it for her. And she's like, oh, wow. Yeah. And then she's like, oh. And then she started like saying the lyrics back. She's like, ooh, Coochie Doja. <laughs> and like she was like very impressed. And she's like, Oh my gosh. And so I like kind of, I, after it played for like 20, 30 seconds and then I'm like, okay, because there are people in line behind me and I'm like not trying to take like a whole thing. Yeah. I will say, despite all the discussion I've had about not being Slater's biggest fan, I am the person who has taken the longest in the meeting, meeting greet line (laughs) up to this point. Yeah. Um, Because nobody's like rushing me off. So I'm just like, let, and I'm like, this is for the podcast. At this point, we come off hot from the first recording session and I'm like, I need content for my podcast. Need to talk um, about things. And so I knew this. I wanted to do it for my friend Becca. I had like come up with the idea, but then I was like, after we had shot the podcast, I'm like, this is such good opportunity for content. Yeah. And so, because that's how we got link as producers. As producers. Um, and so, um, yeah. And she's like, she ended up being like, yeah, it's 
great. It's like cool indie pop. It's like, and she was she was very complimentary of it. So, a pretty a pretty successful pop star has now heard Bex Gloss's "Coochie" wow the premiere single. Um, and I was like texted. I texted Becca immediately. I was like, Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god. I was freaking um, out. I was literally floating and- on air. No, and like she, she like legitimately liked it. I, I, I will say. So thank you so much. Of course, like mm-hmm. that. This has been so meaningful to me. The fact that uh. knowing she's heard it, um, but also I was like, why didn't she tweet about it? <laughs> like, no, guys, because this this started <laughs> as a joke because, or not a joke. I was a thousand percent serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and Slater were... randomly tweeted out, "Oh, who should I collab with next?" And so I quote tweeted the tweet, um, QuinnyP123 at Twitter. You can go find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, "Slater, please collab with my friend Bex Gloss. She's an up and coming artist please. in the industry, and she could really use your help." Um, and I like put the she link to really Gucci use in your it. help. <laughs> what? No, she could really use your help. <laughs> Well, you know. No, yeah, we yeah. Need allies. I could. We need I do. Allies. I still need um, that help. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, uh, you know, the second the second single will drop at some point, and so Slater will be a good like person to share it on the Instagram story. You know, all that kind of stuff. Even yeah. feature maybe. And so oh, I had originally. Uh-huh. So Slater didn't interact with that tweet at all. Well, she might have clicked on it. Who knows? Who yeah. Who's to say? Um. <laughs> but. Um, and so, yeah. Um, Basically, that was the best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, now somebody has heard Beck's gloss, um, and they're excited about it. So, Becca, Becca Star is rising. That's all I can really say. Fingers <laughs> crossed, as always. <laughs> OMG! Uh, but seriously, um, stream Coochie. Yeah, stream Coochie, guys. It's an amazing... It's an amazing compliment to this podcast we may even talk about it a little bit later probably teasing the theme of the app um but yeah i also recently came back to pittsburgh where becca and i yeah met. how has that I've been spent a lot of time um it has been really nice i've gotten um to see like my friends who are still here over the summer um it was very fun to kind of catch up and do all that kind of stuff. Um, same as you. It was kind of nice that I had the podcast last week because I was like, ooh, doing my little, you know, stuff, stuff, stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also starting to, like, go back to my job this week. I might also be getting, like, another job because I'm only technically part-time at my one job. Um, and so now all that kind of stuff starts, and so I'm like, mm, what's going on? Yeah. Um, but it's been nice. I've been... I've started the artist's way. What's that? Are you familiar? Oh, no. so the artist's way is like this really famous program um, developed by Julia Cameron, who's apparently was like a screenwriter. Oh, and she developed this program. It's like a twelve-week program that helps you unblock yourself creatively. <gasps> and so, like, it's been talked about by a bunch of people, and so. Um, I bought it last year when I was, like, taking a class because these people recommended it who would come in to give, like, um, guest speeches and stuff like that. And so I bought it all the way back then, and um, I started it this week because I want to get back into, like, creativity and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and like a big thing of it is called like the morning pages and so like the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning is after I like make my bed and like make a cup of coffee is I write three pages like longhand and it's just like stream of consciousness and you've just that just like fulfills you or like it's supposed to kind of like unblock you which I think it I think it definitely does because it's like it kind of like you can just like do whatever in it like yeah I remember I wrote about like like I wrote about the podcast a good bit being like oh here are all my fears here's where my mind goes when I think of all the things that can go wrong it's kind of nice because it just allows you to get all that stuff out and then Mm -hmm. I haven't had a lot of time to do like the exercises in the book but also it's a lot about trying to like unleash the creativity like there's a lot of um the exercises in like the first week a lot of them are like you have to like look back at like your monsters <laughs> she calls them like monsters of creativity okay. like basically told you you like can't do it and like oh. think about them and go to that place and then she also is like there's also this really interesting activity where you had to write down like an affirmation 10 times and then you were supposed to write down the things in your head that like said different from those affirmations. Wow. This is and like she calls it very deep shadow work. Yes. She calls wow. it like your sensor. And so like, it was like the affirmation was like something like I Quinn Murphy am a brilliant and prolific artist. And then something in my head being like, Hmm, like I had to write down all those things. And then, an exercise that I've not done yet is I'm supposed to turn all those like blurts is what they call them into like positive affirmations. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And so yeah, I'm I'm still on week one, and but it's just kind of something I've been doing lately that's made me feel a little bit like out of like the little rut I felt like I was kind of in. Yeah. Aw, that sounds so beautiful. Um, yeah. Okay, Becca. I think that was a pretty successful catch up. I would say so. So we are gonna throw to the cheekiest of little breaks and then we will be back to explain what we are getting into in this episode because i'm, I'm excited pretty confident in saying no podcast has ever done this before oh i'm a hundred percent a thousand percent sure a thousand percent and so yeah we'll be right back guys i'm scared Okay, we're back. Welcome and back. So now Becca and I want to introduce a new facet to the podcast. Over our first two episodes, we talked a lot about world building. Mm-hmm. And this is something new that we are introducing to the MPJCU, or the Manic Pixie Jump Scare Cinematic Universe, as it were. Becca and I are working together on this episode and every episode from now on to source a stand list. Yeah. And so if you don't know what a stand list is, basically, um, Becca and I are big fans of Twitter, mm-hmm. A. And then under Twitter, there's also stand Twitter, Ooh. which is basically to stand someone means you will go to the ends of the earth to defend them, um, you know, promote their work. Uh, you know, you're, you are a disciple for this person in the world a vessel definitely famous stand groups include the barbs probably the most famous mm-hmm. or directioners. maybe the beehives directioners um swifties i can't even get into like the k-pop stands 
Oh, the army. Oh. Oh boy. And we love and and for for all legal purposes, we love the K-pop stands. We love we you love guys. All the groups. We stand BTS on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We're streaming Luna. Um, we're streaming Blackpink. We're streaming all the girls and every the single day. Yeah. Yeah, everything. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so, basically, what people would do is they would have like stand lists in their bios, and so it would be like. Um, you know, Lady Gaga, Lizzo, Ariana Grande, like a list of like five or six people maybe, or like even as many as, you know, 10 to 20 or something Mm -hmm. people that they stand. And then you look at that account and you say, okay, like this is that account. So I should follow them, not follow them based on that. I should bully them. (laughs) I should dox them. (laughs) Yes. And so Becca and I are now going to work together to source a stand list for this podcast. That's very Um, well. So Becca and I have both come up with a list of 10 things that we want to stand. However, since Becca and I are spiritually aligned to a distressing, sometimes distressing extent, I had the idea of coming up with each of us coming up with an alternate list of 10 things mm-hmm. so if at any point becca or i say the like something that was on the other person's list then we can go and like just switch something real quick from our alternate list mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so yeah becca and i have each come with our list of 10 things and now these can not only be people they can also be oh, places nice. things, things ideas activities we want to push the idea of what stand culture is the types of things we can stand yeah um and so yeah because you know what instead of those k-pop videos under each every single trending tweet i see i want to see videos of people making a sandwich i want to see sandwich stands out here yeah, that is or our... people who stand the process of making a sandwich. Exactly. So, I, you know, that's really the the goal behind this is to see that change mm-hmm. in um in our metaverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, by the end of this podcast, we will have a list of at least twenty things. Mm-hmm. We might add more through the course of our conversation. Um, but I am very excited by this. And I'm so, so excited, Becca. I would like you to do the honors. Would you please give me your first entry on the stand list? Okay. My first entry. Actually, the first entry. Wow. Oh, oh my God. I'm so excited. Okay. Well, I hope this honors you. Mm -hmm. I don't think it will. But my first entry is cold brew. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. 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 That's a great great place to start. (laughs) It would be remiss if, especially during Pride, I didn't mention what what fuels the gays, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and that's cold brew. Mm-hmm. I can confidently say, I don't know if we would have gotten marriage equality without cold brew. What were those lawyers drinking? <laughs> Literally. Has, has anyone Late looked night. into that? <laughs> Late cold night. brew. So yeah. I just mm-hmm. think it's the best beverage and I think it deserves mm-hmm. to be on our stand list. Yeah. And I, I've had my own history with iced coffee. Yeah complicated maybe i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say something super controversial i do under perfect conditions i would drink a hot coffee over an iced coffee and 
it's something that I not only disidentify with my generation on, but also queer communities at large, because I feel like everybody's all about iced coffee these days. But I have grown to appreciate nice coffee, and I have grown to appreciate cold brew. And so I'm I'm so happy for you. It is being represented on this list. Thank you so much. Well, Quinn, that leads me to ask you, what is your first entry on the stand list? This is a person who Becca and I talked about in our first creative meeting of the podcast. And we said, if we ever get this person on the podcast, we'll end it. Babe, it's over. What else do we have to add? Which is crazy because it's not like the highest bar we could have possibly set. It's still a pretty high bar. (laughs) And I forget Um, who it is. Which is crazy. And that makes this so fun. <laughs> I'm so excited. That makes this so fun for me. So, do you want me to give you a hint? Yeah, like I do. I do. Because I'll try and guess it at the same time as you say you're, it. You're gonna, you're gonna get it right away after the hint. I give you. Oh wait, or should I go for, should I go for this one? Um. <laughs> so yeah, I started writing it and. Mm-hmm. It was my memoir, but now it's just my first book. <laughs> One, two, three. Julia, Julia Fox. Fox. Yep. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I can't believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. The perfect modern celebrity. <laughs> she is flawless. She embodies everything we want this podcast to be. Everything I want to be. <laughs> being back to individual want to be um yeah I, I julia not she's like a comet yeah she came so forcefully onto the scene seemingly out of nowhere i've never seen the movie uncut gems um <laughs> uncut gems but i did i did i i realized she's a player in that movie and frankly i don't need to see it i i love what i see already yeah no, she um, she is. So I did Google her after watching that movie. So I was like, mm-hmm. who is that beautiful person? And that really is like what she's all about is being the person you have to Google. And there's something, mm-hmm. there's a quality in that that's just. And her Wikipedia page, fascinating. She's born in Italy. She's an Italian girl like myself. So random. Yeah. No, I love it's, her. There's I something romantic the... about that right off the bat. Yeah. Wow. Uh. Yeah. That and was, so, that's perfect. I'm so glad. Yeah. Our first person entering <laughs> the stand list. And yeah, who else? Who else? All right. So Becca. Number two. It's time for your second entry. Okay. So my second entry is actually something I talk about all the time. It is what mm-hmm. I believe to be the modern renaissance. And that is mm-hmm. the year 2014. <laughs> yes. It was. Yes. <laughs> We have not. Everything's been downhill since then. I have to be honest. <laughs> I don't know if everything was up until then, but it definitely has gone down since then. I yeah. can't even express like being being a teenager in 2014 on Tumblr, yeah. listening to mm-hmm. like Lana in the 1975, and then going to see going to see The Fault in Our Stars with my friends and being like, that is the mm-hmm. best film that's ever been made. Something it was the about peak that. Of yeah. Well, just it's Boom Clap by Charlie XCX on the radio. Like, come day. on. Like, like what could then, be better? And then Fancy. And it's like, wow. Wow. Yeah. So the 20- chokehold. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. But yeah, 2014 mm-hmm. had it all. It it was our renaissance. And it's, 
it's truly, it's, it's the last, if I can also say, it's like the pre, it's the last year, like pre-Trump and like, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 it was the age of innocence almost. We didn't know what was coming and that's why it was so good. We had no idea. We were ignorant. We were living in blissful ignorance and that's my preferred state. Exactly. I, I don't love need no ignorance. Thanks. Nope. Yeah. Never have. Uh, but right. the year 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Well, right. now, well, now we definitely need to do like a deep dive on the year 2014. So maybe we just do, <laughs> maybe like when we run out of episode ideas, we have like the stand list, like we do like stand deep, list deep dive. Oh my God. Yeah. When we run out of episodes. <laughs> well, now we never will. We like study the history of cold brew. Um, <laughs> and I can tell you as a coffee master at Starbucks company, I can tell you the history of you cold can brew. Say, you can say a lot about the topic. <laughs> yeah. Well, Quinn, <sighs> number two for you um number two is another person okay is it the last person i have no it's the second of three people on my list we talked about her extensively on our second episode she's a seminal part of becca and i's friendship the one and only kesha yep she had to be here because I very much, I very uh, much started making my list about things like, oh, what do I want on it? What would be kind of like the funniest? But then I genuinely pivoted it to, okay, like if this is Becca and I's product, like what, what are is the things most... that represent our relationship? Yeah. Yep. And so it Kesha had to be on it. I'm so glad we, that you viewed it that way. Yeah. We talked about the Kesha concert again, like you said, Kesha formative pop artist for people our age. The best. I feel yeah, like I was really th- if when you were yeah. nine or 10 and you didn't make your own music video to TikTok, yeah. like what were you doing? You missed out on something. Yeah. If you, like I was listening to the song Sleazy the other day. Mm-hmm. Babe, I was off book on that song. Like you said, <laughs> nine or 10. Easy. Yeah. I was singing beat so fat gonna make me come over to your place. <laughs> And that's how children should be raised. And that's, (laughs) and that is what we should be showing the youth of America. Kesha's history. Exactly. Kesha is history. She's American history. I'm so glad she's on the stand list. As you may remember, me and my roommate did perform at a party, a a choreographed dance to grow a pair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so Kesha is a huge part of my life. I'm so glad you, you filled her Mm -hmm. in here. Yeah. Wow. Well, four people in, or four things in. <laughs> four things in. W- four entries, I'll say. Yeah. Um, what a great start. And so, oh, wait, I guess, I guess, I, I just looked at my list again, and I think I have to replace something, <gasps> because, okay, we'll talk about it when we get to Okay, Becca, interesting. What is your third entry? My third entry, I almost, okay, so I almost put this person on the list themselves, but I decided to specify my third entry is the sweetener era of Ariana Grande. I think that that is her 2014. (laughs) Her renaissance. Her renaissance. Because... It was truly a magical time, like her being bleach blonde. At the time I was bleach blonde, it was the summer. I was like Mm -hmm. the happiest I've ever been. And 
like she, like Ariana is killing it. I was obsessed with her. I was mm-hmm. obsessed with her. I'm still obsessed with her. But the Sweener era just has something so special. Also, yeah, Pete Davidson was involved in that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I can't. I don't know. It was entertaining. Pete Davidson is a great song. It's one of her best songs I know. I I mean, so it it's doesn't like upset me. It's actually a very good song. It's fantastic. And Sweetener, Sweetener does really hold up. It's phenomenal, and it's produced it's, it's by a great album. Pharrell. Like, mm-hmm. it, such interesting sound was coming out of that that album, and it's it's truly amazing. The sweet. Oh, I think. Oh, every time I sing that song to myself at least once a week, I have to say, all these years Literally. later, it it's truly I, no skip, no skip. Yeah. Mm. Don't don't even t- don't say you're gonna skip borderline and blazed. Don't I, say I I I was not gonna say that. I was gonna say I'm skipping the latest coming anytime it comes on. And you know, maybe that's my ignorance. Maybe that's my ignorance from when I listen to the album. I will say I haven't revisited Sweetener in its entirety in a little while. And so <laughs> Uh, my mouth is still literally open. And so I'm not going to speak ill of something on the stand list because that's not allowed now. We're not allowed to criticize these documents anymore after yeah, no. they're on the stand list. But wow. I'm just saying it might not be on my playlist of Ariana Grande music, which is basically her discography minus all the tracks I don't like. Okay. Would you also take issue if I hypothetically said that Thank You Next is a better album than Sweetener? Um, and that's just hypothetical. That's not reflecting what I think. That's not so no, so, that... so no, because like I- I've toyed with that idea, but it's truly the the time period of my life that makes Sweetener better. But Thank You Next is an incredible album. If you said Positions, I would be like, I understand that. Whoa, but yeah, yeah Thank no. You Next is. Uh, you could even say Dangerous Woman, and I would understand that as well. Hmm. But yeah, I, yeah, I always compare Dangerous Woman to Born This Way and that I feel like Dangerous Woman is like the first thought, mm-hmm. but something I love in an album is cohesion. Yeah. And that's something that I will boldly say neither Dangerous Woman or Born This Way by Lady Gaga have in the way that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I would agree and with so that. I'll just leave it at that because yeah. that's going to make a lot of people mad. No, um, I think that's fair. Okay, well... speaking of albums... Yeah. (gasps) I have... So, first of all, my my third entry was Coffee, but since Becca so boldly put Cold Brew as the very first entry on our stand list, Mm -hmm. I have had to go to the list. I've had to go to the alternates. All right, I'm excited. And this... This actually was on the original list that I had at the beginning of Becca and I's recording session, but then... I was a, I wanted to play a game with Becca wherein we named like the first thing mm-hmm. and saw if we said the same first thing at first and that to me was going to be Julia Fox um, and, and I Becca forgot. did not remember that we ever talked about that and so I'm very happy at that I changed directions. Um, Good. But this is an album that Becca and I talk a lot about um, that we will talk a lot about. Um, it's it's a little bit more contemporary than some of the other things we've talked about on the list so far. Mm-hmm. And it is the 2020 album, Plastic Hearts by Miley Cyrus. 
You know what? I didn't put it because I knew you <laughs> would. Yeah. And there were a couple of things I didn't put because I was like, I'm pretty sure Becca will have this. We each put an album from an artist with our Zodiac sign. I think that's also very telling yeah. of, of who we are as people. Yeah. But Plastic Hearts is, um, you know what? Why don't you talk about it? Because I can't, con- I can't think my thoughts about it. As you said, when we talked about Matilda by Harry Styles, and I have repeated to myself many times this week, I can't even talk about it. Like, I, I just, I, it's an amazing album. Like, I talk about, because you very, you talked about Sweetener being like a sense memory of like a specific time in your life. So it's finals week, the first semester back to school after COVID. Yeah. Our university did this dumb thing where, there wasn't a Thanksgiving break. And so basically our semester ended before Thanksgiving. But grades weren't due. And finals was like the week after Thanksgiving. And so like I was still doing things like over Thanksgiving with my family and fully felt like I like couldn't enjoy like Thanksgiving because I had final assignments like hanging over my head. Mm-hmm. But something I did so thoroughly enjoy about that weekend was the Plastic Hearts album. I remember turning it on. My mom and my brother are watching Queen's Gambit. I could not care less because I am listening to first you have what the fuck do I know? Oh, what an opener. Oh my what God. An opener. No, I no. Okay. So when it comes to albums that came out of the out from a crazy place with three tracks, I think of Plastic Hearts, and I think of Speak Now by Taylor Swift. (laughs) Plastic Hearts, you have What the Fuck Do I Know? You have um, Plastic Hearts, the title track, right after that. And then you have Angels Like You. Angels Like You. Sick and Twisted. One of Actually, it's not my best song ever. I'm going to call myself out on it right now. I'm putting it on my best song ever playlist because it's not currently on there. And... It fully, if you told me it's the best song, much like Domino, I think it has one of the best cases. I it's actually such a sick... have body chills right now. Yeah. Thinking yeah. about this album. Yeah, you do. It's yeah, so you do. good. It's so good. Yeah. And it didn't, and something that makes it even more, that it needs a place on the stand list is because it did not get the recognition it deserves. Literally. And I don't, she, the fact that she collab like, Billy Idol is on this mm-hmm. album. Joan Jett. Is on this. Like, are you guys mm-hmm. crazy? Yeah. Why wasn't anyone listening to it? Oh, my and God. And even with those amazing features, the solo tracks are the best ones on the album. That is also true. Oh, and it was, like, it was during the cover era where she was, like, she had just come off of plastic, like, the hue, or not plastic, um, Heart of Glass. Like, she had come off of, like, Heart of Glass being, like, the biggest song in America, her cover of it. Yeah. And then even better if you ask me or something i listen to more is her cover of zombie by the cranberries Ooh, yeah she's uh, so just, like uh she's such a good performer that everything mm-hmm. she covers is just so like it's phenomenal and it's nice because miley it's like miley cyrus because we've like grown up with miley cyrus almost she's a little bit older than us but i i remember vividly sitting on the floor of my neighbor's living room and watching the first episode of hannah montana 
And, like, I have this theory that, like, because of that, we're all, like, indoctrinated to, like, enjoy her voice. Mm-hmm. And, like... I don't believe that. Root to, for her for a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Or to a certain extent. And it felt nice because it's, like, this person, this person who's always been, like, uber-talented, has finally found the thing where it's, like, holy shit, like, this is what they need to be doing. Yeah. Like, singing rock music, doing, you know... And Attention, which is kind of like the live album she released earlier this year, which has a lot of plastic hearts on it, as well as a bunch of other covers. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were talking about her Like a Virgin cover. A lot of people were saying it was better than the original version. Um, you know, you have your opinion on that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, but that's plastic hearts. It's a big, it's a big part of the stand list. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you put that there. All right. Well. And so, Becca, where do we go from here? Well... Speaking of music, my fourth entry is very general, but I feel like it should be nodded to, and that's mm-hmm. 2000s pop. Yeah. So we have, mm-hmm. like, Britney. I'm, yeah. I'm including Mariah in that. Um, mm-hmm. We have all the girl bands that were happening then, mm-hmm. like the random, like, Say La Vie and stuff like that, like... You know, everything that was going on. I think... Oh, also, (laughs) I regularly listen to songs from the Cheetah Girls because they're on my 2000s Uh, playlist. Yeah. Phenomenal. Like, everything... And they were a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It was... It's genuinely fabulous. I feel like it also is like a little time capsule of like what my mom was listening to when I was like... She was like raising me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So there's something sweet there. No, and it's like uh, um, somebody else who we might discuss as we go through the stand list, Phoebe Bridgers. Um, I know the end when she says, has the lyric about um, some America first rap country song. Mm-hmm. Like vividly, like I like some of the most nostalgic songs to me are like the country rock, country pop songs that like my parents listened to growing up. If you play a Sugarland song. If you play Baby Girl by Sugarland, <laughs> this house around gonna go me, crazy. <laughs> I might start crying. I wow. might start crying. Like Jennifer Nettles, like there are certain people whose voices feel like a warm blanket. I'm thinking of Aww. two. One, Jennifer Nettles. Second, Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker? Yeah. Does she yeah. sing? No, like not her like, <laughs> Just but, like her, her speaking voice. voice. Oh, okay. Her okay. speaking voice. I see, There's something I see. about her speaking, but it, I, I was watching her Vogue thing and, um, she did like one of those Vogue, like looking back at like 20 years of looks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, I just realized I'm like, oh, this woman is like, oh, her voice is like butter. Oh, interesting. Because Sex in the City is like huge for me. Oh yeah, that's but, true. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, it's, it's being children who both of us were born in the year 2000, Y2K, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. We, we ourselves were Y2K slays. <laughs> um... Identifying. It's it's just like our first conception of music. Yeah. And I'm so proud to be raised by a woman who was is a Britney Stan. Yeah. Like the fact that That's my mom like when Britney was going through her like the tough periods of her mm-hmm. life, my mom was right there by her, buying fantasy and spraying it on may her I body. Ask, yeah. Wait, may I ask how old your mom is? So I would love for you to guess. Well, now because you said Britney, I'm thinking she's a little bit younger than my parents, unless she's super freaking cool. 
I'm going to say my bestie girl is. Oh, but you're also the oldest child. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say my bestie girl is 45. That is a nice guess, but she is 51. Sure. It's actually okay. a fun fact. She she's very youthful in her like yeah her mm-hmm. personality. So and yes. she also looks very great. She is like. And your mom is very much, like, early 2000s. Like, the few times I have seen her, it's been, like, it gives early 2000s. Like, Victoria's Secret, she still buys, like, Mm -hmm. the stuff from their catalog. (laughs) My, Mm -hmm. She is slaying. That is one thing she's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's actually funny because my roommate thought for a while that my mom was, like, a teen mom. And I was like, oh. Yeah. No. She was a full woman (laughs) when she had me. But, uh, crazy. But yeah. Yeah, because my parents, because it was funny, I was actually talking to my friends about this, but like my parents like exposed me to all this cool music, but they're much more like, like they graduated high school in like 81 and they were in college like in like the mid 80s. And so they were like, you know, like my mom remembers like going to like the clubs underage when she was in high school and listening to like Donna Summer and all that kind of stuff. And so like, wow, that's cool. Like that's my, like my dad raised me on like classic rock and stuff like that. Like I remember listening to ACDC and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel so, like yeah. that's then, more typical for like people yeah. our age. But I'm also realizing people's parents like don't expose them to culture. Really? Like my friend Ian and Ian, I hope you're listening, knows nothing. I was quizzing oh. him on things. I played the song Believe by Cher for him, and I said, Ian, who sings this song? And, and he goes, know? Celine Dion. Ian. <laughs> Ian, babe. <laughs> What's going on there? Oh and, he, and it's like, because his, like, his parents weren't like big like music fans or whatever, and it's like, that's, that's a crazy thought to me. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. So, but yeah. Wow. <sighs> well, Quinn, can so I a- hear... Your fourth entry? <laughs> this is a recent. This is a recent thing that we are standing in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is the viewpoints, but more specifically, even the vocal viewpoints. <gasps> oh <laughs> my god! This yeah. is definitely what we're gonna have to explain a little bit more. Okay, but, yeah, um, yeah. Becca, do you want to talk about the viewpoints, oh, the vocal viewpoints? viewpoints, your experiences with them? Of sh- of course. So viewpoints, actors probably actors in the room probably know that yeah. viewpoints is basically a warm up ups- exercise and like a I wouldn't call it bonding, but like an awareness exercise, I guess, of mm-hmm. in like collaboration, ensemble building. You could say, yeah, yeah. Um, where basically you connect your body to like other elements of existence i would say and Uh basically you like walk around for a little bit and then you (laughs) add like you add different like tempo you add duration you add like shape into that so it gives you the ability as you move and you continue to do viewpoints to like um mess around with like other people in the ensemble but vocal Uh viewpoints is where you sit in a circle close your freaking eyes and use noise instead of mm-hmm. movement yeah i it i it is literally <laughs> a, a spiritual psychedelic experience i did admit yeah. in class after we did it i hallucinated 
<laughs> I hallucinated us all as little yeah. cartoon bugs making noises to each other. Yeah. And so it's very much like, like you do things like that. Yeah. The whole time. Mm-hmm. For like probably it could have been we could have been in there for like an hour and a half. I would have no idea. Oh yeah, people do viewpoints for like long times. Yeah, I'm hours. S- so I guess you also identified with it being like really enjoyable for you. Yeah, I love viewpoints. I, um, yeah, I I truly love like. Because we were in college and, like, for, like, our voice and movement class, which is the time where we most got to, like, do it together, mm-hmm. it was, like, we just went there and, like, played and, like, made, like, scenes and stuff. It's also very popular for, like, devising work or, like, creating your own work. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, like, my friends would be, like, oh, I have, like, a chemistry exam. Oh, I have, you know, an essay due. And I'm, like, I get to go walk around and probably like sacrifice somebody. Yeah. Um, we, we get would... to throw a ball around. There was one. There was one where we like our our instructor said there's like a ball, but it wasn't like a real ball. Mm-hmm. It was an imaginary ball, energy ball, an energy ball, and like every person who got the ball like gave it a different experience. And when I got the ball, I fully started killing people with it. Yeah. Quinn started using that ball to literally shoot people down with power. Like, like, yeah, it was awesome. And it's like, and it was just fun. It's like, you can go to like a liminal space and you're right. It can be very like hallucinogenic. It's very like, it's like repetitive. It allows you to get out of your head in a way that like, I'm somebody who like meditates and stuff like that. And so like, it's similar in that way where it allows you to like connect to something to get out of like the thinking mind and just like exist and go off impulses and stuff like that it's truly amazing i was like mm-hmm. how do i teach all my friends what viewpoints are and then force <laughs> so them to do, do it together <laughs> just do it but yeah it's fabulous yeah. oh i'm so glad you put that there this is, yeah. this so is that, going great with, with that we have 10 things on the oh list my god halfway there yeah wow. and so becca where are we going all right number five we are actually going somewhere with this one, mm-hmm. and that is to Australia. <gasps> Australia is on the stain list. To all our <laughs> Australian listeners, we're so excited to have you here today. Um, basically, yes, you are special to the MPJCU. Yes. We love our... <laughs> <laughs> Our, <laughs> we love our, <laughs> our uh, Australian Australia, fans. Uh, Aussie fans. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah, Kiora, you know, all of that. <laughs> Everything, yeah. Um, mm. But basically, I'm just, I've always been obsessed with Australia. And actually, fun fact, I hate to mention my mother again, but Do it. she recently went to Australia a couple years ago, actually, before, oh. before COVID. Um, oh, okay. But... We we collectively were obsessed with Australia. And one time she was like, mm-hmm. Becca, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? And I was like, ah, Australia. Like, I just, the water, everything, like the culture, everything. She goes, we're going. I was like, what? Are you kidding? I'm so excited. She goes, oh, no, not you. Me and your stepdad are going. <laughs> I was like, she is 
she needs to work on her presenting information. <laughs> so she got me. Oh, and my then God. when she was there, everything I hear about this woman, I'm like, I'm obsessed. <laughs> she I'm is. Obsessed she truly is the moment. <laughs> There's not a dull moment around her. But literally, then she went and she met our favorite. We watched this reality show called Bondi Rescue about the lifeguards on Bondi Beach. And fabulous show, by the way. It's like on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. And she met our favorite lifeguard and got a photo with him. <gasps> Crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I just love everything about Australia, the outback, the ocean, the mm-hmm. accent. I think it's cool. Yeah. I Yeah. Something about the Australian accent in particular, it's like few things get me more riled up. <laughs> And similar to you, someone close in my life, one of my very good friends went to Australia when we were in high school, and I was like, well, what's going on with that? Why can't I come? Yeah. Um, Get my so yeah, place I hope to visit. My mom did a very similar thing, come to think of it, because my, for my cousin's 21st birthday, my aunt took her to Mykonos. Oh my gosh. And Greece is, like, high on my, like, list of places I want to go and visit, um, I love the Mediterranean as a concept. Yeah. Um, and I like didn't catch the invite for the trip, even though oh. I was available. Um, <laughs> Crazy. Actually, I kind of wasn't because we had we had just gone to Ireland and like I had to work and stuff like that. But like, grr, if it I got been nice. offered a trip to Greece, you know, I might have had to take it. <laughs> might have had to. Might have had to go. And so, but like. My mom, like, I didn't catch an invite, basically, and I was kind of like, and then once my mom gets over there, what does she text me, but "Mm, wish you were here. I'm like, well, where was that energy before (laughs) Before you got on the plane? (laughs) Yeah, literally. Would have been nice. I would have come. Wow. I would have loved it. But anyway. (laughs) Wow. All right. Okay. Well, Quinn, where are we going next? Next on my list, I think I low-key deleted oh i like skipped over things on my list i like jumped oh. ahead on my list okay okay we'll go with it and yeah. the next thing listed on my list now that i'm back in the proper place wigs <gasps> we are wigs. standing wigs on this podcast wigs in all forms um i love wigs we love wigs we love wigs we love wigs for the aesthetics mm-hmm we love them for the practicality sometimes. Yeah, I Be- I have Becca is someone who has found new and inventive way to use wigs. I, um, I I briefly mentioned that one time it was raining outside and I had somewhere to be and I don't own mm-hmm. an umbrella. So instead, I put on a fucking wig. Yeah. And I went to the place And, and- that's what you do. It's innovation that excites. Exactly. And my head didn't um, get wet. Yeah, and we're just we're just fans. Like so many, there are so many things that wigs are a part of. You know, mm-hmm. the RuPaul's Drag Race franchise. Yeah, I mean, um, come on. What other famous wigs in history? Any Nicole Kidman movie? <laughs> um, uh, uh, me and the Drag Seed. Yeah. Um, there were the just bang. there were wigs every step of the way, and so. Yeah. We love me as Miley Cyrus on Halloween. Oh, I always had. I have always had a fascination with hair. Like ever since I was a child, mm-hmm. I've always loved hair. Like especially hair on like the top of the head. Yeah. Like I remember I would like play with my mom's hair in childhood and just be like, 
oh, I love this. <laughs> something about this. <laughs> something about this. And I just find like long hair like so beautiful even to this day. Um, but you know, even short wigs. You know, I I'm a big fan of the series on HBO called Legendary, which is like a voguing competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched an episode today where Law Roach was wearing like a uh, celebrity stylist Law Roach was wearing, like, this, like, quiffed, like, Kendall, like, blonde wig. And it's just, like, those are even more impressive because there's, like, you know, nothing. Yeah. And, you know. Wow. But, yeah, we love wigs on this podcast. Love that. Not the political party from, like, the olden days of the Americas. Wigs (laughs) as in, like, the unit that goes on your head. Yeah. To give the illusion of hair. Yes. Write that down. Yeah. And we're also, we love falls, which are like wigs that go into your hair, extensions. We love all parts of it, truly. Yeah. I I am one to wear a ponytail extension every now and again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Becca also does have a ponytail extension. As my foremother, Ariana, has done. (laughs) I feel like we're talking a lot about our moms on this episode, but my mom did this. (laughs) You ordered this thing where it's like a tie. It's like a hair tie, but it has like hair on it quinn it like it like beefs up her butt my mom has those (laughs) why do moms do it's like you're almost there of like actually doing something that would like add i don't know it's just it's just not i don't know not the best use of, of false hair Moms are just funny. Um, They're hilarious. So wait, Becca. Yep. What do we have next? Okay. So this is another like general little thing, but I am standing lilac, lavender, periwinkle, those shades. Mm -hmm. It's something I've always done. Mm -hmm. It is just the color that is my, like my soul is that color. And I'm, ugh. I can't not be happy when I look at something that's like lilac. Oh yeah. my goodness. It is so pleasing to me. Yeah. One of the most, if we're talking about 2000s, one of the most formidable trends in like the early 2010s in terms of hair, go on lilac. Yep. And I agree with it. Kelly Osborne sticks out. Tyler Oakley. <laughs> yeah. Only eclipsed by, like, the Rihanna Red and also Ariana Grande, another entity on the Stan list in the Stan list (laughs) universe. Yeah. That, like, red velvet. Mm -hmm. That is true. Um, Yeah, and it's also, as queer people and Proud Month, you know, the Lavender Menace. It's it's an important color to the community. Exactly. Um, Becca is the Lavender Menace. Um, You could say so. I would call I would call my wall a periwinkle. Yeah. Yeah. But like my water bottle is lilac to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, just everything in my life I I want to be those colors. Yeah, I want to oh my gosh. Can I I'm gonna show something that's right off camera. I just got a new bullet journal for my (gasps) cute thing. And it's like a I would say it's like periwinkle. And it's also holographic, which is the best. Or is that a sticker? It's a sticker on okay, it. It okay, says okay, Butch okay. in, like, the Barbie font. Cute. I love it. Um, And so, yeah. It's a power color for me right now. I'm so well. glad. Again, and it also goes aligned. so well with one of my favorite colors. Green. Green. 
Yeah. Green and purple, like not like Hulk green and purple, but like oof, if you get like a like a pistachio with like a lilac. I'm shaking my ass. Exactly. Like no better combination in terms of colors. I think that's why Daphne is my favorite also. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause and that, the red hair. Oh like, yeah. On. She come had it all going on. on. Yeah. She truly had it all going on. Exactly. Honorable mention, Daphne. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Quinn. So something that is spiritually connected to early 2000s music. Okay. Which is on the stand list. Is the genre of hyperpop, which is not at large on the stand list yet, depending on what Becca might have. But I will say, one of the two seminal hyperpop documents... One of which is The Oil of Every Pearl's Uninsides. A wonderful Sophie record, but unfortunately, R.I.P. Sophie, but not on the stand list at this moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But what is going to be on the stand list is the 2017 mixtape by Charlie XCX, Pop 2. <laughs> Becca, Becca is blocking her mic. So I didn't write it down because I knew you would. <laughs> it yeah. is... Pop 2 is the, it is, oh, uh, it's the sweetener era of Charlie. Yeah. Like, Pop 2 is so good. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And it's again, amazing. As we I'm mentioned, pulling up the track list right now. Porsche is kind of how mm-hmm. we got kicked off. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. But so yeah. Pop 2 is a super experimental, like, mixtape by Charlie XCX that um she produced with ag cook um sophie or i don't know if sophie produced on it but i'm pretty sure ag cook is on it yeah um but it's just like it it really it really like many people many people really credit it with like starting hyper pop off it's not an album i really knew intimately until like my first year of college but then when i finally started listening to it i was like where has this been all my life exactly it's like it's there's just so many amazing songs on it. Uh, Tears by featuring Caroline Polachek. Caroline Polachek, somebody who Becca and I admire very much, especially Becca. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best songs. It it's fantastic. Go listen right now. Pause the go podcast listen right now. and go listen. Yeah, if you if you don't know, if you've never listened to Pop Two, do it. It's gonna be weird at first, especially if you're not somebody who listens to. Hyperpop, but it's uh, a great hyper-pop. ease in, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Because it's not like you have a long time before you get to track 10. Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, you might be scared, but that's fine. Yeah. I truly, because like the first two songs, like Backseat featuring mm-hmm. Carly Rae Jepsen, another one of my idols. Yeah. It's like a good ease in and then out of my head. And then you get to Lucky, where things do start to get a little, yeah. you know, I think a. I'm tearing like, up when it gets right to now. That part of the song, but it's like it's like, uh, and then I got it. I got it. I got Cup, it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, Cupcake's verse on "I Got It" like <laughs> crazy. It it, it should have won a Pulitzer Prize. I think so too. Like, like, uh, wait, what is it called? What what is what is it? Yellow tape around my body, but not measuring waistlines. Like uh. she's so smart. Like, oh my god, it's amazing. And then Fembot. Oh. So good. I remember I remember when I listened to like the Fembot um 
for the first time when it like it, there's like a like a big sound of like blah, 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 mm-hmm. like a mission an engine failure sound and I was like is my phone broken like what, what's going on there <laughs> hit, it was just the song yeah I also I have Becca something Becca knows about me but the audience might not know yet is I am like a thinker of drag numbers like numbers that need to be performed by drag queens mm-hmm. one of my best ideas for a drag number is to perform fembot as sophia the robot whoa <laughs> that would be so good and like i do want to figure out how to rig it so like at some point like during that like the like there's just like like how I would do it is it would be very much like Whoa. robotic mm-hmm. and then like something would happen where like water because I fantasize about pouring like a Brita pitcher on Sophia the robot's like head like yeah. the motherboard or whatever yeah and like like it would be something like that and then like I would explode but then that would like free me from like the constraints of being a robot and guys and then, this is all trademarked like, yeah no <laughs> you can't do, do not see my intellectual property <laughs> We literally have this as evidence. If I see people this doing this number without my consent, there's going to be a, a problem lawsuit. and we will see you in court. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're making crazy money off this podcast, so we have a lot of money for our legal war chest. That we we're got money out. to burn, babe. Yeah. And I'll unlock it. Um, also yeah. a seminal document. Uh, and then, of course, track 10, which Charlie would then go on to, like, refashion to Blame It On Your Love featuring Lizzo. Mm-hmm. And track 10 is just like, oh, So good. Sorry you blame it on your love. I also really associate, like, I know um, Boys is not on this, on Pop 2. Uh-huh. But because I believe it was just a single. Like, yeah, I, in my brain, era. it, like, lumps in. And so I like associate it with pop two which is also a great song boys yeah it was yeah and boys has been in like a lot of movies it's been in at least two yeah and by that i mean a lot yeah and I, I just watched the new um fire island movie on hulu which everybody should go watch it's an amazing movie i haven't seen um, it yet. and they also used it and then also it was in promising young woman i believe even though i have not seen that movie i think it was in that movie yeah or it was on the soundtrack I don't know, but boys also the boys music video. It Phenomenal. I can see the boys music video being on this list. It's really good. <laughs> might might have that. <laughs> might have that. Addendum. Um, but yeah, honorable mention. Okay, at Becca. Least. All right. What is up next? What have you brought to the table? What have you concocted for us? This one's a big one. Hmm. It's the moon. Uh, yeah, because I love this yeah. bitch for real. Something about the moon. Mm-hmm. First of all, she's crazy, guys. She's so big. Like what? Yeah. She's crazy. Um, I like I can't even wrap my mind around how the moon controls the tides. And yeah, people have tried to explain <laughs> it to me in like a sciencey way. No, let me just believe that she's in love with the ocean. Like it was, just, it was like when I tried to figure out how the atomic bomb works or how like nuclear energy works. Like it's like it's just not, not worth it. Ever. Yeah, it's yeah. not gonna click. So just let me believe my little thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I literally yeah. love the moon so much. I try to look at her at like every night when she's you know visible. Mm. Um, yeah, I just I love her so much. As a Cancer, I am ruled by the moon. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really So, nice. yeah. And I feel as a Libra moon, mm-hmm. my emotional life is very complex. Yeah. And because Becca has seen, and we are teasing the astrological deep dive, which will be one of our upcoming episodes. Of course, yeah. But it is one of the things that, because when you, like, people look at my chart, and whenever I read my chart, I'm like, like, my chart is always saying, because, like, all my chart is fire or air signs. I don't have any, like, earth or water. I have one earth placement. I do not have any water placements. Yeah. And so I should be, like, this disconnected, like, non-emotional person, but I would say I'm pretty emotional. Yeah. And I think my Libra moon is what gives me that emotional self. And so the fact that the moon saw the rest of my chart and was like, we need to be in Libra at the time of Quinn's birth. So organize that. that everything aligns so that they are, you know, an emotionally okay person and that they seek this emotional balance in their life. I cannot thank her enough for that. Yeah. She did really, she thought about that and that's good. Yeah. But I also mm-hmm. think it's interesting. I mean, we'll talk about this more when in the astral, but I am most like, I am pretty much solely water. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we find balance in each other that way. And yeah. the moon helps us out. Yeah. And like, how many times, how many times in your life have you looked at the moon? Exactly. And when's the last time you thanked the moon? I dance underneath her. I sing to her. I like fully, like, I am, I am a crazy moon woman. Like, mm-hmm. I do the moon water thing. I charge my crystals in the moonlight. Yeah. I literally sing to her. Like, I, I just, I love staring at her. I get a crick in my neck every single day. <laughs> do you have you ever done the have you ever looked at the theories about where the moon came from? No. There are just multiple theories about where the moon. Some people think it was like a part of Earth at one point and it like lifted out of the water. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Other I do people know think it was just like a meteorite that came into our orbit randomly and just she kind of just stuck. Yeah. Um or she it, came from somewhere. Yeah. No, I actually have and there's also that little bit of mystery. Yeah. Something about her. Like, where does she come from? The dark side? Like, you know, it's just awesome. Yeah. Well. Which, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What more can be said? So, yeah. All right, Quinn. So, Becca, the next entry on the list is something I'm excited about. It's something Becca uses every day. It's something I have never used, but I have to pay homage because it is such an essential part of my bestie's life. My seventh entry onto the stand list is the Dexcom. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I'm so happy! Yeah, yes! The Dexcom. Oh my god! So Becca, explain, explain to those uninitiated what the, what the Dexcom is. Yeah, so the Dexcom is a continuous glucose monitor. So you probably know about diabetics, either type, one or two have to prick their finger to see their blood sugar. Um, mm-hmm. The Dexcom does this for you. You insert it once every 10 days and it will tell you every five minutes what your blood sugar is. And it also is smart enough to um, give you like trends. So it gives you arrows about what your blood sugar is going to do in the next 30 minutes. It's basically the best thing for diabetes management. And also, mm-hmm. she's cute, and I actually can show you her, because I have her on my arm today. Becca also styles her Dexcom. Well, so usually I have, like, cow print stickers, but today she's mm. plain, but she looks so cute. Yeah, and she does. And she's so small and flat, like the size of a quarter. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And also, 
famously used by Nick Jonas as well. Yeah. And I just found out one of the Hyam sisters, the oldest Hyam sister. Esty? Yes. She's type one and uses the Dexcom. Might have to change the name to Esty Hyam disease. <laughs> Honestly, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> like, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, Quinn. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember there was a time in over like our last semester where your Dexcom was like broken. Yeah. And like you were like, I saw you, and you're like, oh, my fingers. <laughs> and I was, it, it's like a terrible. Like my dad is. My dad's um, type two diabetic, and that's something I've like seen him deal with my whole life. And so, mm-hmm. like, it is truly like crazy. Yeah. Um. That like you have to like. Yeah. I always. I am somebody who's given blood, and I always hate that part. Yeah, like, oh. it's I just I couldn't imagine having to do it like all the time. All the time. Yeah, especially like as someone who also is very anxious, like mm-hmm. I would want to do it more than is normal. So then I get like bruise bruises and like calluses and stuff. So it's just so much yeah. better that I get to know all the time. Aw, yeah. Quinn, that was so thoughtful. Yeah, I remember one time we were <laughs> yeah. sitting at dinner and a Dexcom commercial was on. I was like, yeah. Kismet. <laughs> Kismet. Yeah. Becca, we're nearing the end of the list. So. I'm so excited. Okay. Well, my number eight, the great eight, is, and this is kind of out of left field, but mm-hmm. I want to honor this really important job, and that's exterminators. Because one thing I hate, one thing I do not stand, <laughs> bug, wow. bugs and pests. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I love nature. This is out of left field. But I cannot deal with bugs in my life. So I I need them to be exterminated. I think that it's also like something about like a possible creature in the walls really does freak me out. Something you can't see. No. So exterminate it. Hey. Yeah. 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 I am like I have reached a hippy dippy place in my life where I like really try not to kill bugs because I'm like, it's their one chance at life. What if somebody had just squashed me? Would I like that? Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that to my friend, the bug. Mm. Um, however, I have had a, I'm going back on my morals and I'm really morally depraved this week (laughs) because I have had a little bit of a fruit fly problem Mm. Mm. and I did get some apple cider vinegar out of my thing. Said, yeah, put a, put a little covering over it, poke some holes in it. And I got, like, 20 dead flies sitting in that right now. Yeah. You just have, like... And so uh, maybe I'm not as committed. And in my own way this week, I'm an exterminator. So I stand you. (laughs) That's what I do. No, I, like, would never go out of my way to kill a bug. And, like, Mm -hmm. I won't, like, freak out if I'm, like, on a walk. If I'm in their territory, I would never kill... Like, outside, no. In my house, I gotta kill that bug. And that's like when... they don't pay rent. Exactly. I don't pay rent. Not take it to a capitalist place, but like <laughs> they are getting evicted. Let's take it to a capitalist place, but you know. I will evict them. Yeah. It's just the conditions we're living under. Exactly. Okay. The housing crisis. Quinn, what's next? Rebecca, the next entry is going to be a little niche. All right. For our viewers who know us personally, it's going to be like wow. Love that this was included because it's 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 pretty widely beloved. 
among our local community here in Pittsburgh, more specifically in Oakland, I will say. Okay. Um, but to those uninitiated, you won't know what we're going to talk about for a couple minutes, but just, you know, we'll describe it to you. Next thing on my list, of course, is Hemingway's Cafe. Uh, Affectionately referred to as most of its patrons as Hems. Hems. Which is a bar, um, slash restaurant, but mostly bar, um, in Oakland, Rebecca, the neighborhood where Rebecca and I went to school in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, they're known for their shot pitchers. They have $5 shot pitchers. Um, like specials every night of the week. And so there's like one shot pitcher that's like $5 and you know, it's just a pitcher of alcohol. Yeah. Um, and you can drink cheaply. You can go and get a $5 Long Island iced tea. That's like this big and you know, kick it. So yeah, Becca, it's like, what is is your experience with Hemingway's? I love Hems. I don't, (laughs) I can't call it Hemingway's. At a Hemingway's cafe. (laughs) It is, I think it's like the perfect mix of, of chill and like enough people that it feels like busy and bustling and like part of, Yeah. I don't feel left out when I go there, um, mm-hmm. of like the night and yeah. they also, I will say though, on my last night at Hems, I did try, I attempted to attend the karaoke, but it got so busy they had to shut the karaoke down because there was too many people there that the servers couldn't walk like it was they didn't had no pathway so they had to shut the karaoke down and basically like everyone left then but yeah usually it's not like that though and it's good yeah it does get it gets kind of i'm i'm always there as like a first destination the night yeah it's weird becca and i have not actually been there together a whole bunch yeah, I've, like, run into you there, though. We've run into each other there a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but at famously, Becca came in as the nun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a group of nuns. Yeah, I was and I was with my other Quinn. friends, and I was like, oh, my God, that's Becca. I think it <laughs> might have actually been my friend Valerie, who first was like, Quinn, that's Becca. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I'd look, and Becca is a nun with bleached eyebrows. Yeah, I was. On a random, like, Friday night. Yeah. No, it was for my friend's birthday, and she requested we come mm-hmm. as nuns, so I had to deliver. And yeah, seeing mm-hmm. you... And you see- did it flawlessly. <laughs> Thank you so much. But yeah, seeing yeah. you see me as, as a nun was pretty mm-hmm. pretty priceless, I would say. Top moment, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, Anyways Cafe. Made Love it on the list. Love it. All right. Well, my number nine is... Rainbows. So topical. I think it's just, they truly are just magical, like, to truly see them. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I have seen full ones before where, like, I see the bottom and I see the end. And Mm -hmm. I see the other bottom. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And I see the pot of gold. (laughs) The pot of gold, too. Um, But, yeah, I truly love them. I feel like if I ever were to see the Aurora Borealis, like... It would be that. It would be like rainbow times thirty. You know, yeah. To truly see it, but I can't imagine. I I re- I truly can't. Like it's they're so. It's amazing. Live podcast at the Aurora Borealis. <laughs> We're like, hey guys, <laughs> we can barely talk because it's so cold. <laughs> Checking in. <laughs> All right, but yeah, that's my nine. Yeah, I feel like 
sometimes as a queer person, I feel so stereotypical being like, I love rainbows, but like they're truly like such a good natural phenomenon. Yeah, they're amazing. My favorite like, weather. When I see a rainbow, you're like, <gasps> literally, no one's not going like, to take it, a photo of it. No, and literally, and like when you go out and it's like sunny after it just rained and there's not a rainbow, it's like you're disappointed. Exactly. It's like, what do we do with the softboard? <laughs> exactly. And there are amazing songs about rainbows. Rainbows by Casey Musgraves. I was just going to say. Mm. The art Rainbow they have by Kesha. Oh, come on. Fun story about Rainbow by Kesha real quick. I, I led, um, as we talked about, I went to Catholic school for high school. And we had like a religious retreat that was a part of it. And each of our, like, um, we, each of the student leaders gave like a talk. And my um, close friend, who was actually my boyfriend at the time, he was looking for a song for his speech, and I read it, and I go, Rainbow by Kesha. Yeah. <laughs> and he listened to the song then, and he was like, you're right. <laughs> and I was With like, this, yeah, and he didn't even know the I song agree. then. Wow. And then when we were at the Kesha concert, I recorded her saying Rainbow and sent it to him. Um, and so, yeah. Cute. I didn't know that. Amazing song. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wow. And somewhere over the rainbow, one of the best songs. Yeah, done. One of the most prolific songs, even. I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Quinn, what's nine? My ninth entry. Someone Becca knows even better than I do. But someone who will always be impactful to our relationship. And someone again, a lot of the viewers aren't going to know, but like, something about my art is it doesn't have to be accessible. Yeah. And so, ninth on my personal stand list and 18th overall, David Serta. <laughs> Who famously wrote, wrote the play, which served as Becca's directorial debut. Never ever. The drag scene, which we have talked about this book. But seeing Becca's response is really something me. But yeah, David Serta is a playwright. He is a theater artist in Chicago. <laughs> and um <laughs> Never ever did I expect that. <laughs> no, I really thought about it. I'm like, I'm gonna get her with this one. And you did. Okay, listen, so I respect him as um an artist, like so much, obviously. Um, but I will say that it was quite hilarious. And I often think about how he's, he came to see our production of the drag seat. So honored all the way from mm -hmm. Chicago. Like first he, he was texting me, you know, um, mm -hmm. truly incredible experience. He did say to Quinn and I follow me on Instagram. Do you have Instagram? Yeah. He asked me specifically. Yeah. And then I followed him. Quinn, did you? I did as well. Have you been followed back? No, not once. No, I also was not asked to be. I have not yet been asked to be in subsequent productions of the drag scene. This is true, and I've not been asked to direct it, <laughs> direct in Chicago with him. <laughs> However, things from our production have been used in other productions. We. We'll bring her up again, friend of the pod, Nandita Mahesh. Her yeah. original compositions for the drag seed 
Pitt's production of the drag seed have been used at like in Chicago and La Mama, right? And La Mama, yeah. So New York City walls, babe. My voice. And man got paid. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That was so a great Sarah, one. <laughs> that was a great if one. If you're ever in, if you're ever in Chicago, I believe it's Helena Handbag Productions. Yeah. You can go and support that company anyway. Because it's um, he does a lot it's of fun funny stuff. stuff. It's he very also loves stuff. to post um, reface videos, fakes of yeah. himself on other people, and honestly, loves it. <laughs> camp. I loves it. It's camp. It's yeah. his whole account. It's perfect. Yeah, basically. Like, why not? Um, and so yeah, David Sardin. So Becca. Yeah. We now come to the final thing on your list. Yes. Okay. This one's also sort of out of left field, but I sort of went like used my intuition for a lot of this and this is what was mm-hmm. telling me should be my 10th and final entry this is shout out to all the dogs who can't bark <laughs> because because <laughs> because listen I love dogs but sometimes how loud <laughs> okay sometimes how loud and and particularly my dogs are very yippy yeah (laughs) it's very it's very annoying and so (laughs) if a dog and i met one dog who could only basically sort of like breathe heavily like (sighs) like exhales (laughs) but no barks. I I was really like, I vibe with this dog a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So Quinn, you had sort of a visceral reaction of that. (laughs) I just think things I was not expecting to hear. Yeah. Um, you can't even put a list together because you're not expecting to hear them. Um, but immediately I thought of the movie Grown Ups, okay, okay. which I saw three times in theaters as a child, and they famously have a dog who they got their vocal cords removed, and it now sounds like a turkey. And not only that, but what made it funnier to me was that that, that is now the second time I've thought about the movie Grown Ups today. <laughs> okay, what was the first? I forget what I... I was listening to a... Oh, I was listening to the Sibling Rivalry podcast with Monet Exchange and Bob the Drag Queen, and sure. Monet said something about, like, oh, remember when, like, Adam Sandler used to be, like, the man in Hollywood? Which, like, I'm like, he has, like, a million, like, multi-million dollar development deal with Netflix in which he releases movies to Netflix that nobody ever hears about. So, like, he still very is much, like, the man, but I, mm-hmm. and then I thought about Grown Ups, which is the Adam Sandler text I'm probably most familiar with. Me as Again, well. bring back. Adam Sandler, Uncut Gems, Julia Fox. It, it it's all, all connects. connected. Our it's list. all connected. Um, but I, as a dog owner, I also do very much identify with this thing of, we have to say it, dogs barking can get really annoying. Currently, my dog is down there barking right now. And I don't know if the pod is and picking it up, but... We can't hear on the pod, and we're happy about okay. that, ultimately. If you're outside, it's one thing, because the sound has places to go. But when you're in, like, indoors... And it's echoing... Hmm. Yeah. Especially, yeah. like, I have yeah. and it's three like, dogs, and they, if one barks, they're all going to bark. Speak on it. Speak on it. So. And something, if you want to get another dog, you have to, if you are a singular dog owner and you're like, oh, I want to get my little dog a friend. Does your dog bark? Because 
times two. It's a mom mentality. It's They're going to get in thing. on it. Literally. It's a whole thing. It's like everybody has to be. And it's like, I don't know if it's, I think it's probably worse because we live in like suburban areas when we're at home, like with our dogs. And so our dogs aren't as socialized with them, as much noise. Mm. And so like anything passes by dogs are like, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. And it's all three of them like in chorus. And then, and then you go and look nothing literally nothing you literally cannot even begin to comprehend what could have possibly made like elicited this reaction from your dogs my one dog teddy who's the smallest one he is he is four pounds Mm -hmm. um he barks in the night at rent like he'll stare at something and bark it's the worst he's so haunted i'm i'm so over it (laughs) If he couldn't bark, I wouldn't be able to tell he was haunted. But now I have to live knowing that. It's a lot. <laughs> no, it's the worst thing to be woken up by. It's truly the worst thing to be open, uh, woken up by, like, a dog barking. Yeah. 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 Well, that's why yeah. it was my number 10. Yeah. But, Quinn, mm-hmm. I'm anxious to hear yours. This one came Final to me. Entry. I've had a little trouble getting to sleep lately. And I think one of the nights I had... Trouble was because this was somewhere in my subconscious and it needed to be brought into my conscious because it was one of those moments. Do you ever hear about those people who are like, I keep a notebook by my bed? Yeah. And I'm like, I felt that in this moment because I had such a good idea as I was like laying in bed that I'm like, I have to write this down. But like the idiot I am, I pull out my phone, blue light goes into my eyes and you know, I'm even that much further from sleep. But it is another location that is so seminal to our relationship, Becca, that it needed to be included. And it is, again, something that's not going to be accessible to everybody. But at this point, we don't care. We've established it. So the final thing that will be on this iteration of the stand list, the corner of Oakland Avenue and Bates Street in Oakland. Where Becca and I have spent multiple hours just standing. Hours. Hours. Oh my god. Hours. That was the original podcast. Yeah. Literally. That was the first version of the podcast, really. We, I can't believe we also didn't bring this up last episode because it was such a fundamental part of our bonding was standing Mm -hmm. on the corner of that street for, after rehearsal, we would sometimes be there till literally like midnight. Yeah. Chit-chatting. Literally. And neither of our homes are far from there, and we could have very easily just gone to the other's home, but no. We we chose to stand in the street. And just talk. Yeah. And usually, like, we would make a a full, like, we would be standing across from each other, but we would make a full Mm -hmm. circle around, Mm -hmm. by like, through the course of conversation. And sometimes other people would be there. Sometimes, like, we would see people, and it was, like... A whole thing. Yeah. And it's just a seminal spot. It was just, like, our little spot where we just chatted, shot the shit, as it were. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, Corner of Oakland and Bates is on the stand list. Love it. So, Becca, you didn't have to use any of your alternatives. So, I'm very excited to see what... What are the 11th through 20th things you were like, okay, this could be on the stand list, but yeah, not quite top tier. And then since we're making our own rules, if there's any that I'm like, if there's any that we're like, super, you know, we got to add, 
we'll add it. Yeah. So yeah. I'll just start rattling them off. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so number one for my alternates is jukebox musicals. I'm so mm-hmm. with it. Love them. Fair. I don't think it's overdone. Number mm-hmm. two is cancer women. Yeah. I feel a soul bond to them. I think mm-hmm. there's not a one I haven't liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then number three, yoga with Adrian. <gasps> so this is where I'm like, we need to add. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making yoga accessible for so long now. She truly is just like, I I do yoga with her many times a week. And I, I love it every single time. She's, she's I have so recently, sweet. I took, because I got into yoga right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then in-person yoga classes weren't a thing. And so nope. I go on YouTube.com and I'm like, who can give me yoga? Baby, Adrian Mishler. Every single day. And her dog, Benji. <laughs> Benji? Is a dog I've never heard bark, let's, let's say, on the record. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We might yeah. need a... I, I might need no. an addendum for Ben. Like, wow. You're so right. Yeah. I think... Yeah. Do we do we give Benji his own give... place on the list? Or do we just say that, like, as a part of Yoga with... As a seminal part of Yoga with Adrian? Like, it's assumed, yeah, that Benji is, you know. Or I'll... I'll when I collate the document that is the stand list... Mm-hmm. We will put Benji on. No, okay. We will, we will mention him by name because he is such an essential part of the channel. He really is. Adrian's blue healer, Benji. Mm-hmm. He's the best dog. So cute. I love him. I have a, I have a parasocial relationship. It's truly stronger than many I have with people. To that dog. <laughs> I might my parasocial relationship to Benji is probably stronger than mine to Adrian. I would say so too. And I, I think that's by Adrian's design. <laughs> she set us up but yeah yeah and i think yeah adrian i could i could talk about her for such a long time but i was on a hiatus from like yoga and stuff because my life was very busy and it was like it was like i was missing a friend and i very recently like in the last week i've been doing yoga i was literally i was sitting down with adrian this morning there you go i did yeah i did her very new practice that just got released today (gasps) i Um, saw that in my subscription box yeah yeah. and um yeah, I do, like, I always do her monthly challenges to start my year. For the last three years, I've done them. Um, I'm doing her 30-day yeah. breathe right now. It's, like, the best. Changing, yeah, life-changing. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so Adrian Mishler, she will be going on. Okay, good. Good. Becca, what else is the alternates giving? Okay, number four is avocados. Mm-hmm. Just, like, one of my... Oh, my God. I didn't put peanut butter anywhere. <gasps> I, I have, think we can add it. Okay, good, good, good. Um, for those of you who don't know me or aren't familiar with my lifestyle, I go through at minimum a jar of peanut butter a week. It is mm-hmm. my Becca loves peanut butter. Is my favorite snack, my favorite meal, my favorite ingestible. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly love it. So I think I'll replace peanut butter with avocados. And I also love I also love peanut butter. Good. My my nostalgic breakfast for me is peanut butter toast. Yes, so good. Great way so to start good. the morning. Um, when the whole GIF salmonella thing happened, <gasps> you did send me that article. Yeah. Among I probably make sure you were okay. many people, I got sent that article probably ten times because so many people know how obsessed with peanut butter I am. But babes, yeah. organic only. That's what I do. No GIF. Um, so I was safe. 
which is great. Um, mm. Okay, so I will continue on. Number five, being basic. I think it's okay. I think it's fine. Yeah. Be what you are. Like, you it's okay always to like say, the things other people like. Exactly. Like, it's fine. We don't have to be so... I hate because contrarians are, do really bother me. I have, like, a whole thing. I truly... I do have, like, a little hipster mindset where I truly, like, sometimes I, I'm actively, like, in a place in my life where I'm trying to check myself being, like, why do I hate on people for, like, enjoying things sometimes? Yeah. Like, I have to check myself openly, so. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's good to like, do. why do I care that people love Sour by Olivia Rodrigo? Like, girl, do <laughs> let it. Them, yeah. Let them live. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, number six, succulents. Yeah. so proud I'm of them at some right now Ex- me as well i'm so proud that they barely need any water um something i'm not doing watering them never gonna do that yeah exactly and they kind of tell me when they need water because they be a little shriveled yeah they bend a little bit i'm like babe mm-hmm. thank you for letting me know so yeah you're giving me signs <laughs> you're telling me i don't gotta guess it's perfect you can speak to me yeah so it's my favorite plant um number seven is parody movies I am so mm-hmm. on the wave of like scary movie. Um, Vampire suck. I saw Vampire suck in theaters with my mother. I think I did too when I was like eight, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm so with it. I love parody movies so much. Um, number eight, pink outfits. Mm-hmm. So great. We talked mm-hmm. about it in our style episode. I will say something that was on my list for a long time, but I eventually took off, was both Legally Bond the Movie and Legally Bond the Musical. Well. Why'd you take it off? Because <laughs> I, I tried to orient the list towards things we, like, enjoyed together. Okay, yeah, that's and fair And as we both independently enjoy those movies, or those entities, mm-hmm. but... I wanted to be more, a little more centered on our friendship. I get that. I get that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, my number nine. But pink outfit, iconically Reese, Reese Witherspoon, burned into my mind in that pink jumpsuit. Absolutely. And then later, mm-hmm. Ariana Grande in the same. Mm-hmm. Um, number nine, not falling in love at the, at the Jersey Shore, <laughs> which is basically Hot Girl Summer. But, you know, a, histor- a historical hot girl somewhere. It's the one rule. Not falling in love is on the list because it famously does come out of Jersey Shore, which is seminal media for both of us. Exactly. When I was at C- when I was in CIO, which we talked about on the first episode, I was like, I was like, I'm trying so hard not to fall in love with the Jersey Shore right now. <laughs> Fighting for my because life. And Becca famously has it on the door of her apartment here in Pittsburgh. Yes. Um, the one rule in my room. I found out karma is now closed and it, it, it broke something inside me. Oh God. That's so yeah. sad. Hmm. All right. Let's see. Ya. And my last alternate is probably the most famous activity ever. Walking. I love walking. I think this has to go on. <laughs> right? I think this has to go on. Because it's something that yeah. we've always done. I also love walking. So perfect. I specifically love... I go on walks like every day. Oh, yeah. Me too. I, I love a hot girl walk. I'd be hiking through Shenley Park. Exactly. I know all the trails. It's just the yeah. best. And the hot girl walk is like the term hot girl walk is giving the walk a real moment. Mm-hmm. And guys, it's low impact. It's good on your joints. 
a lot of people say it's better than running in terms of exercise. A lot of people say that. A, a lot, lot of, of new science, including me, as someone who doesn't like running. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and I stand by something that. Something I won't do is run. Never. What's that important? What's that important that I have to run? I could walk briskly. <laughs> sure. But I also have a long legs, so I could get places walking where some people can only get running. That is true. That is yeah. so true. Think smarter. But walking, walking is on the list now. Yay! All right. Okay. Well, Becca, we that got four new entries. Okay, nice, nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'll read my alts now. One of them cool. was plastic hearts, but it got used promoted. Yeah, yeah. My other one, or starting the list, mm-hmm. dialects. Yeah, totally. Broadly. Mm-hmm. Becca and I love dialects, and we will be getting into that as exploring that as we go through the pod. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Cathedral of Learning. Okay, okay. Was another one I had. All right, all right. Um, kind of the seminal building on our college's campus. Not where mm-hmm. we met, but kind of close to it. Yeah. Um, Calling All the Monsters by China Ann McLean. Okay. Add that to the list. <laughs> yeah. It was on the list, but it was like, it was like pop to plastic hearts, calling all the monsters. What do we add? And yeah. No, I think she needs to be on the list because. And what we also is talked more... about it. Yeah. What is better than like. I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. And that Mm -hmm. song is just like... What is more quintessentially? Exactly. Halloween. And Petra should really do a cover of it. As the queen of Halloween. Like, she should... Her and China need to collaborate. That would be the... But... Do you think they would get along? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if they would. It would also be produced by Dr. Luke, and so we would we need to confront so, that reality as well. Okay, yeah. You brought up a lot of good points. So, I don't know. Okay. But Calling okay. All the Monsters will be on the list. Okay. My next one is Hedwig and the Angry Inch, which was one thing that was a little bit more me. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But we also did talk about it on a podcast, the Broadway Vibes Only podcast. Go listen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lost episode, we don't know where the audio is quite... Um, but Becca and I did appear on a recording of that podcast, and we both talked about our favorite musical. I talked about Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Becca talked about Mamma Mia. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have the time to get into Hedwig and the Angry Inch right now and, like, everything it is to me, but it is on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or it is on the alternates. So, next one, Room Vroom by Charlie XCX. Because what else? <laughs> because what else? Like, I, yeah, again, I don't have words because it can't be described. And it's truly, it's truly started to cross over. Oh, it's getting where, people. Like, yeah, now people who, like, aren't, like, like, in that sphere, people who would normally listen to that kind of music, like, people love Vroom Vroom the song. They'll still say beep beep. Beep, beep. so let's yeah. ride no and hearing vroom vroom live like there was nothing like it oh, i'm so jealous right now <laughs> and i don't and i don't mean to talk about that as an experience that becca missed out on yeah but. <laughs> so vroom vroom added to the list what are we thinking i really want to 
and nothing's stopping me. So I think we should do it. Yeah. 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 Another end of, I had Sophie on the list at one time. And so I'm glad this will be mm. our way to honor her Yeah. on the list. <sighs> My next thing, melodrama. Oh my god! The seminal album for me. I I famously said I thought Harry Styles was brave for releasing a breakup album after melodrama. Crazy. Um, seminal album for me. The song Supercut. I have almost a Pavlovian response to it. Like I hear it, and I like want to immediately ball my eyes out. I start floating. Yeah. I feel like. It also needs to be on the stand list because of how good it is. Yeah. It's her sweetener. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like it's also it, a little bit after sweet or no, it's, it's like around the same time as sweetener. It's like her sweetener and her thank you next. If the yeah. power of those two were combined. Cause it was, it was tracking, it was tracking the entire experience. Exactly. So yeah. Wow. All right. Also, the song "Writer in the Dark" after like the whole shushing controversy, which Lord was Lord was well within her right to shush her fans. You will never convince me otherwise. Yeah, go ahead and shush. And notice how all of her fans listened to her immediately. Like no one was like, "Oh, what's going on?" <laughs> what's like, going nobody on? Nobody was like that. I know. And the internet tried to editorialize and say, "Lord's this way, Lord's this way, Lord's this way," and she said, "No, no." And then her response was perfect. If you ever, like, go look up Lord's response, because she talked about it, because she's on tour right now, and so she talked about it at her concert, like, when the meme was going around. Mm -hmm. And she's just so perfectly, like, dealt with it. She's like, anyway, I could talk about Lord for a long time. But my next alternate is the Cool Girl monologue (laughs) from Gone Girl. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. It might, it's going to have to be on the stand list. Not all the alternates being, but yeah. 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 Watching Gone Girl, I think I also, did it come out in 2014? Because if it did, that would be a huge like part of it. Yeah, it did. 2014. Um, just another reason why 2014 is the best year ever. But I was in, yeah. that was like the cool girl phase. Like, oh my God. I, I, I forget about it. One time I wrote that monologue down and had it on my wall. Yeah. Quinn, like, yeah. 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 As an insane I, woman. I was recently, I was recently, <laughs> she's everything I want to be. Exactly. Rosamund Pike's character in that film. Yeah. Um, and I also love how Rosamund Pike like has completely carved out this thing of playing the most unlikable woman you've ever encountered. Yeah. But still managing to get us to root for her. And they will have a bob. Trust. <laughs> no, I remember the the only I think the first and maybe only time I've watched Gone Girl all the way through, I was not even intending to watch it. I turned my TV on. Um this was some years ago, and I was intending to watch Survivor, which is famously my favorite show. I had it recorded on the DVR, mm-hmm. but I would never actually watch it on Wednesday nights because it was like a school night and, you know, I was doing homework, all that kind of stuff. And so I would usually watch it on like Saturday mornings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember like I looked at my phone after turning the TV on for a couple of minutes and like I was wrapped into the movie and I just sat there and watched the entire like two and a half hour movie. Yep. 
And the Cool Girl monologue has had staying power past that movie. It's truly incredible. Mm-hmm. It set a precedent. Yeah. And then my final alternate was Blizzy McGuire. Infamous, infamous TikToker. Probably the funniest person on TikTok, I think. Maybe one of the funniest people on the planet. Yeah, on the planet. I, um... When you sent me... Okay, Blizzy had a great response to diabetics. <laughs> and that was to watch <laughs> those sugar levels. <laughs> Sweetie babies. <laughs> I literally saved it to my phone. Sometimes I just listen to it for inspiration. She's so funny. She's so, like... She, she would be the perfect person to have on this podcast. I yes. feel like she would get it right away. Yeah, she has it. She has the star quality. Yeah, and she's just... Yeah, and the outfits she wears. It's everything. She just... Yeah. Like, mm. Yeah. I feel like she, she needs to be on the stand on the list? list. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Am I just, like, so agreeable? Or... No, I feel like you... No, we, like, we both... This is just I mean, incredible things. So uh, we always knew this was going to be a, a possibility. Yeah, we left we left the door open, and we want to we want to stand more things, you know. Yeah, I want to like things. Yeah, we want to like things on this podcast. <laughs> Let and me so like things. We now have. So I believe we we just had a whole other list, basically, from the whole. <laughs> yeah, minutes. pretty much. Um, because one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So, the stand list will start with 29 entries. Wow. Um, and, yeah, and I cannot wait. So, now with the stand list, we have set a precedent. So, these are the things we stand. No longer allowed to criticize these things. Only allowed to celebrate them on the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we would love to invite you, the listeners, as well, to submit your own things that you would like to be reviewed for the stand list. Yes. Um, maybe it can be a new segment on the pod, like every week or every two weeks or something. We review the standless submissions, decide what made it, what didn't. Um, and because we would love to hear from you in that way, DM us on Instagram or email us even better. Yeah. Um, and you can submit things to the standless back and I will hear them. And also moving forward, each guest of our pod will have the distinction and the privilege of adding something of the stand list that will be kind of <laughs> their own personal stamp on the mpj cu, CU. yeah yeah <laughs> back we've done it we did it we did it again we did it so 29 you're gonna take you're gonna take a much needed break yeah. and come back for our jump scares and the manic pixie moments that we've been experiencing recently yeah Okay, welcome back to the end of the pod. We created an incredible list today, and we're quite tired. Yeah, I was very proud of this. Yes. It's, it's better than I could have even imagined <laughs> when I came up with this idea. Exactly. Um, so, as always, we are going to share with you our jump scares and our manic pixie moments of the week. If you're unfamiliar, jump scares are scary and or terrifying and or just eh, things that happened to us this week or that we've noticed Mm -hmm. and then manic pixie moments are things we've enjoyed 
um, cool girl moments or just anything yeah. positive, basically. So, Quinn, would you like to start with your jump scare and manic pixie moment of the week? Yes. Um, so, my jump scare this week is, as I talked about a little bit earlier in the pod, it was Pride Weekend here in Pittsburgh. And I just have, like, a PSA. If you are a person who only elects to go to queer spaces such as, you know, gay bars, drag shows, you know, the whatever, like, whatever might fall under the amorphous umbrella term that is queer space. If Pride Month is the, and even Pride Weekend more specifically, is the only time you interact with those spaces, especially if you were a queer person, like, you need to, like, readjust a little bit, in mm-hmm. my view. In my view. Now, I have done a lot of, like, research into the history of queer space and, um, like, done a lot of thinking. Um, Gay Bar by Jeremy Atherton Lynn is a great book to read if you want more information on that kind of thing. Um, but I, as I said, it was probably weekend here in Pittsburgh. And the bars that I've been going to for the past year to six months were literally packed with people in a way I'd never seen it before. And in a way it's like, yay, like people are coming out. They're supporting these places that struggle to exist in a way that bars that are not for, you know, specifically for queer communities don't struggle. And it's like, to a certain extent, I celebrate that, but it's also like, where the fuck are you during the rest of the year? Mm. (laughs) Like these spaces exist all year long. And so like, either integrate them in a way or just like and especially like i'm gonna like not to get too like not to get divisive or anything but straight people in particular like if you are like oh it's pride month let me go yasle at the gay bar Mm -hmm. like understand the history of the space and understand that ultimately it's not your space to take ownership of Mm -hmm. um if you are not a queer person and so be respectful of queer people in that space. I was at a drag show this weekend where these poor, these poor entertainers, I'll give a shout out to them on the podcast <laughs> if they ever listen. <laughs> um, Miss V, Calypso, October, um, as well as Dynasty, and then Veruca from New York City. They were giving such an amazing drag show, and I was in my favorite bar here in Pittsburgh, Brewers, and it was packed to the brim. Like, it was, it was, it was packed in a way I've never seen it before. And I go there, like, once a week. Um, I see drag shows quite regularly. I've seen most of these girls before perform, and so I was just trying to have a go, go and have a good time with my friends, but, like, the metric ton of people made that hard enough. And then literally, it's already a small stage at Brewers. If anybody's ever been there, you know, people were literally walking on the stage, like while queens are performing, and like like walking through the queens' oh performance area. Calypso, who is a super talented queen, and I will give her props. Please go out, tip her if you live in the Pittsburgh area and can go see her on any of her international gigs. If you can go see her, she literally was like three people came and walked while she was doing a number. And it was literally at the climax of the song, which is like, if you're a drag fan, you know the girls is about to do a stunt. Yeah. And so she literally was like, okay, come on. She literally was nice enough to wave people through. And then she 
On the third person, she sticks out her hand and says, stop. The person keeps going, but she has already started the process of jumping into a split. Oh, my God. And, like, luckily nothing bad happened, but, like, something very bad could have happened. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, it's your fault for walking through the show and, like, acting like you've never been anywhere. Yeah. And it's, like, I also had this other experience where it was at the bar that night where... I was literally standing in a place, like, standing there to hold, like, a spot where we could see the show while my friends were getting drinks. And it was right next to, like, one of the tables at the bar. And this man, I want to profile and say he was probably a man, Mm -hmm. is, like, turns to me and goes, oh, are you waiting for the bar? And I go, no. And he's like, oh, because you're, like, kind of on top of us. And the bar is literally packed. I'm like, well, where exactly would you like me to stand? <laughs> what's the ideal? <laughs> yeah, what's the ideal? Where would you like me to go? And it's like, and it's like, sir, as somebody who's at this establishment like once a week, sometimes multiple times a week, I've never seen you here. No shade. Mm-hmm. I've never seen you at any of the queer establishments around Pittsburgh. Like, I don't know you from Adam, sir. Like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Um. And so it was just, it was just like, so it's like, you would never think that the least fun place to be on Pride Weekend is like a gay bar, but yeah. it's like another place I go to regularly. I had to wait like 30 minutes in a line. I've never waited there. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, yeah, it just put like a whole like damper on the weekend. Cause it's really not fun when things are like super crowded. Yeah. And it's also not fun when people who, like, don't understand what, like, the spaces are there. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you're going to go do it fine, like we want you there, but like, Put in the work to, like, understand what's going on a little bit. And support... Gay bars are open 12 months a year and are literally vanishing at a super concerning rate. There are literally 21, I want to say... Or, or it's not... I forget. It's, like, like lesbian bars left in, like, the country. There's, like... Yeah. In the neighborhood of, like, 20 left in the entire country. And so if you are only supporting, like, queer-owned establishments during Pride Month, there's something wrong. Yeah. And you need to, like, step it up a little bit. Yeah. And that's my jump scare of the week. That was well thought out. And, (laughs) yeah, I agree with you. No, it was, like, I kept saying to my friend Corey while we were there, I'm like, and I'm going to talk about this on my podcast. Best believe this getting amplified. All these people on blast. (laughs) And you're putting them on blast. (laughs) Yeah. As you should. (laughs) Oh, my God. Also, in the Fire Island movie, I just need to tell you about this. There are these two characters that are, like, really, like, on top of each other the whole time. Mm -hmm. And at one point, one of the characters goes missing, and they're, like, playing it up that, like, I don't know, something happened to him. And he's like, like, you don't understand. We were going to start a podcast. (laughs) And in that, And at that point, (laughs) my friend and I who were watching it were like, guffawing yeah Yeah. pretty much so becca what is your jump scare this week so my jump scare is a little short and again Mm -hmm. i'm bringing up my mom and my dogs but wow my mom did return home from scotland after two weeks because she was there um she's been there (laughs) she hiked she hiked all over mcgregor county which is apparently what her side of the family um, extends from. She is a McAdams, closely related to Rachel. And I did lie we to believe. you. <laughs> um, but so she came home 
late last night and I, Mm -hmm. she was wearing a tank top and I forgot that she has tattoos of all three of our dogs on her arm. (laughs) And I physically was like, whoa. (laughs) And it's truly so shocking to see them every time because they're like exactly what you think they would look like tattoos of dogs faces on a woman. Mm. Like, yeah. So it just gave me a little jump, but you know, nothing too bad. Love her. Love the dogs. Expecting that. I could see it being, I was like, wow. What a memory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that, Quinn, mm-hmm. would you like to share your Manic Pixie moment of the week? Yes. My Manic Pixie moment of the week is going to be something I did today. <gasps> um, I talked about the artist, about doing the artist way a little bit earlier in the podcast, but another big part of the artist way is that each week you have to take yourself on what's called an artist date. Mm-hmm. And so that's basically a time in which you just take yourself somewhere which will allow you to fill your well is I believe the way that the author puts it, but just like help you get in tuned creatively. Mm-hmm. And so something I've been meaning to do ever since I like moved to Pittsburgh um, is go to the Andy Warhol museum, which is on the North shore here in Pittsburgh. And I finally did it. I went today um, and it was really cool. Nice. Um, yeah. Andy, like I didn't, I, I like, of course I knew who Andy Warhol was. Um, and like some of his contributions, but like truly seeing some of the stuff, I'm like, wow, he had like, he had a lot going on. And I also found it inspiring how he worked in so many different mediums Mm -hmm. and like truly made such like a cool contribution to like culture. And also like, it was fun because like, I didn't know that he was like, I didn't know that all the pop artists like knew each other before today mm-hmm. but like warhol and like keith herring were friends and like Buddies. they collaborated and also like warhol and basquiat um they actually had a falling out at one point interesting um and so yeah but it was really cool to learn more of the history and stuff it didn't get into like some of the criticisms of andy warhol and like his work and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so you might have to go outside for that. But if you just want to see, like, his work, learn a little bit more about Andy Warhol, um, Warhol Museum here, right here in Pittsburgh, is a great place to go. Cool. Do you approve of Evan Peters' portrayal of Andy Warhol in American I, Horror Story? I was thinking about that. Lena Dunham as Valerie Solanas is genius casting. Literally. I think, unlike anything I've ever seen before, mm-hmm. um... <laughs> unprecedented if you haven't so if you don't know valerie solanas is she was somebody who was in andy warhol's orbit who and i found out the whole story today he had a script of hers and she was like where is the script and he was like i can't find it (laughs) and then it was like recovered after he died in like this um in this famous like trunk that was featured in one of his films mm. um and so yeah but literally Valerie Solanas came down to the factory and shot Andy Warhol and he like literally he, literally, he was literally pronounced dead when he got to the hospital but he survived and yeah and then he like they did five hours of surgery and then he lit I thought that like caused well it did cause complications that would like eventually lead to his death but he lived like 20 more years oh yeah he lived big long after that 
And he fully took, like, pictures of himself after surgery, like, oh. If you haven't read The Scum Manifesto, that's also interesting to read. Yeah, The Scum Manifesto is also, yeah, guys, you have Good to read, read The Scum Manifesto. <laughs> that, hang, it, that hung on my wall right is, next to Cool Girl. <laughs> it is, no, it's the ideological, like, grandmother of Cool Girl. Yeah, yeah. Becca, what is your Manic Pixie moment of the week? So, Quinn, as you have known me, I am... Despite what we talked about being a cool girl, I'm very hot. <laughs> I'm very attractive and also physically warm. I run warm. Yeah. That's something about me. Mm-hmm. I need my apartment to be like... Something about both of us. Yeah. I need my apartment to be like 65 degrees at all mm-hmm. times. Okay. Something about my room at home. It is famously the hottest room in my house. Same with my room at home. So frustrating. I'm right above the garage mm-hmm. and I have big windows, but even like in the night, it's like abnormally hot. So I have like a big fan mm-hmm. that I always have on. It's off right now. But so I was like, I was so hot all night and I finally was like, I'm so fed up with this lifestyle of being so hot. Like even with a fan on and mm-hmm. my room is so hot. So finally... I was the change I wished to see in my world. And I rearranged my room so that my air vent has is like uncovered and has, you know, its ability to make my room cool. Yeah. Right now my fan is off and I'm a normal temperature. I changed my life within a few hours. I, I honestly can't believe it. So I am officially cool girl. And that is how everything <laughs> wraps together. Yes. Yeah, and that will be the conclusion of this third episode of our illustrious podcast. Yay! Um, so, Becca, how can people keep up with you? Well, I am at Becca Hobart on Instagram and stuff like that. Quinn, <laughs> how can people keep up with you individually? Um, I am at Quinn P. Murphy on both Instagram and TikTok. Um, I am at Quinny P123 on Instagram. Um, and you can see me rolling my eyes all throughout June at your local gay bar. Amazing. And please, please, please email us at manicpixiejumpscare at gmail.com. We're dying to hear your reviews. Yes, we want to know what's going on. Also, leave us reviews on your podcast platform if it is a thing that your podcast platform offers. I'm looking at you, mm-hmm. Spotify users. I'm looking at you especially, Apple Podcast users. Yeah. Because we are on those places. Mm-hmm. We worked very hard to be on all of those places. <laughs> yeah. And so you best believe in us some little words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. And only, much like the stand list, only speak Only positivity. positivity. Only yeah. positivity, <laughs> only five stars. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um... Beck and I have both done our part. Have you? <laughs> Look inward. Look <laughs> inward. Much like Becca did when rearranging her room. You had to look inward. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Becca, where can people follow the podcast if, if they want to know about, you know, if they want to see the cool graphic Becca's going to make about the stand list, if they want to know oh, yeah. about some of our, you know, extra content that's coming up. We are... At Manic Pixie Jump Scare on Instagram and TikTok. And also, we have a YouTube channel where you can watch our podcast if you want to. It's mm-hmm. very famous already. And my, 
My friend Corey looked it up and said, Manic Pixie Jump Scare is the first thing that comes up. It definitely is. Um, and so, yeah. Our first podcast randomly got, like, 20 views. On which YouTube? Yeah. Not this. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> no, and they're like, did you subscribe to the channel, Becca? I did. Okay. Okay. So I know three subscribers. We have, like, last time I checked, we have, like, five. Wow, guys. Well, thank you for your support. I'm bridled. <laughs> I know. Incredible. Crazy. But yeah. But yeah. So if you if you prefer to watch a video podcast, Becca and I are uploading things there. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be uploading some extra content there. Yeah. Um, probably by the time you're hearing this podcast, there will be some extra content uploaded on there um, that was not in our previous episodes. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're Quinn. Quinn. And we're, and we're Becca. Becca. And, and thank, thank you. you. For listening. We love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Manic Pixie Jump Scare is hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Executive produced by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Sound and video editing by Quinn Murphy. Social media management and highlights by Becca Hobart. And our theme song was written by Quinn Murphy, Becca Hobart, and Nandita Mahesh.